In today's episode, I want to talk to you about how to get more clients and more specifically how to get more clients through your copywriting and more specifically than that, really the top five ideas, the top five tips, pretty much the top five rules that if I had to condense years of study and copy and I had to make it simple and quick and just help somebody in one hour become a great copywriter and apply these five things so they can create copy that actually sells, that actually turns into clients. These would be my top five things. Now, first thing I want to say is that copywriting doesn't have to be as scary as as complex as many people think. Now, yes, you can study it for years and become like an amazing copywriter. You can. But most of us don't have the time for that. And so we're left with two choices. We either hire a copywriter, which can get very expensive very quickly. You pay for what you get. Or we can learn to do it ourselves and Luckily, copywriting is more of a science than an art. And you've heard it before probably, great copy is built. And there's formulas to it. Now, I don't want to get into the formulas in this episode, like AIDA, attention, interest, desire, action. I've got a lot of different content for that. But I want to get into the K, your fingers are on the keyboard. You're ready to write a post or you're ready to create a video and a script for it or you're ready to create a sales page or a product and you want to sell it through an email or through some message or through... Like this is excess this is this is applicable to DMs just as much or like answering DMs or answering inbound emails as sending out emails or as creating websites and making sure that they convert. These rules apply throughout. And so if that interests you and you're interested in something that's going to be simple, quick to apply, easy to understand and something that you can actually measure and test and see if it gets you results, then stick around and let's get into it. Welcome to the Coach's Corner Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you turn your knowledge, your gifts, and your story into an online coaching business. This podcast is and always will be free to listen to. My only ask is if you extract value from these episodes, simply subscribe on iTunes, leave us a review, and get automatically entered into winning $500 every single month. For more information on the giveaway or to explore all of the options we have on serving you, check out www.lucasrubix.com and I'll see you there. Alrighty, really, really good stuff. Now, just to rephrase the importance of copy. Copy is really the words you use in order to sell your product, your service, your coaching, your program, your course, whatever it may be. And so it is a fairly logical next step into understanding the importance of it because if we can't have our words connect and if we can't keep readers interested and working through our stuff then we lose them and even if you have a great product and you're an amazing coach if we lose them then you lose the sale which means you lose the opportunity to yeah great you lost the opportunity to make money that's not the big deal the big deal is that you've just lost the opportunity to actually help someone, to make an impact, to do what you're here to do. And if we can make that connection to copy, I hope it inspires us to just learn the basics. So five things. I'm going to rip through these. Hopefully you have a pen and a pad of paper. Do do people even do that anymore? I have an iPad and a pen. Or like we take notes on the phone and the computer. But if you are old school, I still sometimes use my notebook and a paper and a a pen. Uh, Do what you got to do to take some notes here so we can apply. Okay, number one. This one's very, very obvious, very basic, but I just want to reiterate it. Keep it personal. I've seen this shift in what works, depending what industry you're in, but for the most part, 
no matter what niche you're in, there's, there's maybe a few that I'd be like, okay, keep it, keep it in a little bit more corporate type language. But even, even with in, in the corporate space, I've seen the more personal approach just works so much better. And what's great about this is we all send emails to friends or we write letters to friends or cards to friends or family or loved ones. And beyond that, we do it without trying to be someone we're not. We just dig in and we write how we would speak. We dig in. We don't even dig in. You do this unconsciously. You just write. But the second it comes to like, oh my goodness, I have to do a website or a sales page. Yeah, there's a structure we want to stick to. Yeah, and I'll be getting into the simplicity part, but like you don't want to have long run-on sentences all the time and and making it, you know, talking about and using ums and ahs and all the time, like maybe how we speak. That's what I'm getting at. We want to keep it short. We want to keep it simple. But you want to write or really at the end of the way, talk, because the words are you speaking, whether you're typing or you're speaking into a camera, and you want to keep it personal, both in the connection part, both in the actual, just keeping it personal, like, hey, what's up? I saw you didn't open my last email, and I was just wondering why. Like, that kind of language, or on your sales page, hey, like, if you're reading this, I get it, because I was there too, and this is what I went through, and this is what happened, and what's up? Like, you'll see me use the word yo a lot, because I use the word yo a lot in my personal life. I'm like, yo, wait, what's up? And you'll see that in copy because that's how I talk. Or, or you know, hold up. I'll use that a lot because that's how I talk. Like, hold up for a second. Let's just think about this. And it's me. It's how I talk. It's how I communicate. And I'll keep my copy also personal on the front of, yes, I'm talking to one person and keeping it very personal. But I'm also freeing myself from the chains of having to be someone I'm not and having to speak all proper in corporate only because I think I have to because I have a business. And it's just, that's false. People want to connect with you. The coach, the dude or the gal behind the copy, they want to see who you are. They want to laugh. They want to feel what you're saying. They want to be like, okay, you're kind of a weirdo, but I like you. We're all weird. Don't be afraid to let that fly. And really, when your fingers are on the keyboard, let's give up that bit of, you know, that self-conscious or that, 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 that fear that people will judge us for who we are. Because those who do judge you for who you are are not your perfect clients anyways. And this also extends into video or into audio like this. And obviously, onto the words, onto the page or on your words, onto the page. So... Keep it personal. Number two, and this is where we're getting, this is where we're getting into the good stuff. I want you to write down two words, so that, and keep that on your computer all of the time. Every time you're writing anything or saying anything or creating anything, you're going to ask yourself, so that. And what I mean by that is we're really getting into features and benefits. So I was giving this example on a live a few days ago as I had a post-it, like those little post-it stamp like squares that you write notes and then you put on your fridge or you put on your computer, right? It's called like a post-it, not a stamp, but a post-it note. There we go. And if I say I made a new technology for this post-it note and I made it three times stickier, 
So it stuck onto any surface and it was guaranteed to stay on that surface and not fall off. Because I know I've had in the past where I create this huge, you know, mind maps and I use post-it notes a lot and they just start falling off some surfaces and it kind of drives me crazy because then I lose track of what I'm doing. And so if that was, let's say that was their problem they're solving. You can insert what your coaching solves. What does your coaching program solve? And let's just say that you've got three times the videos or you've got a daily audio. Now you can ask yourself, so that, or really at the end of the day, it's so what, but it's so that. So what I'm getting at is it's a feature of the post-it note to have three times the stickiness, but what does it do? That's a feature. What's the benefit to the reader? What's the benefit to the person who wants to buy this post-it note? And so I would go on to say, it's three times the stickiness. Our technology creates three times the stickiness so that your post-it notes never fall off you know, your, your, your office mind map or your team's mind map if that was a problem they were solving. Or I've got a daily audio in my coaching program, let's just say, so that you can stay plugged in daily, spend five minutes, get awareness, and bring those unconscious thoughts into your consciousness every single morning to start the day off with energy, enthusiasm, excitement, and to crush it. And so many coaches just stop at the, I have a daily audio. And at the end of the day, I don't care what's in it for me. And so really what we're getting at is that so that is really a linking phrase. It's linking a feature to a benefit. There's other phrases you can use. It doesn't have to be just so that, but that's the idea behind it. And so back to your coaching program example, maybe you have a huge database of videos. Maybe it's workout videos, or it's meditation videos, or it's productivity videos, depending what kind of coach you are. Let's say you have a database and you have 50 videos as a bonus to your program, and your clients can tap into it at any time. They may need some assistance on the productivity or the fitness or the yoga or whatever. And you just leave it at over 50 videos or you know five hours of bonus content. Where's the linking phrase? That's a feature. Now we have a benefit. So that, or to help you with, to get you into, like there's a lot of linking phrases, but you get the idea. So that you can stay plugged in or at any time you feel lost, you don't have to wait for a coaching call. Or if you need a little extra assistance, or you could think of it as supercharged support to help you through, or you get the point. Features and benefits. If you're just selling the features, that's all logical. The benefits are emotional. We want to link the two. We've got to make it land and we've got to, mm, we've got to spell it out for people. If someone is reading your copy and has to try to figure out what that does for them, and if it's extra videos or extra bonuses, or you have workbooks or you have, you know, three hours of coaching a week, so that, spell it out for them. So they don't have to compute in their minds because that takes energy. And if they're taking energy to compute in their minds without you spelling it out for them, they get decision fatigue. They may not make a decision, thus they have to think about it. Make it easy, make it easy, make it easy. That should be one of the rules on here or that can go with it. Make it easy. Make it easy for your clients. Number three, simplicity. Simplify everything. If you have long run-on sentences or I sometimes see coaches trying to... Sound all complicated. And to you, because you're the expert, it may sound totally cool, totally normal. You know what you're talking about. But hear this. You're the expert. 
You've put time into this. You know what you're talking about. You can think you have a PhD or an education in your topic. You have experience in your topic. Your clients don't or they wouldn't hire you. I always use this example of if I was a rocket scientist and I studied for years and I knew everything and I read every book on rockets. And I decided that, you know what, I see a problem. I'd I love to create a rocket kit and sell it to, you know, hobbyists. And this hobbyists could put together this kit and I would love to make it easy, make it simple, but my passion for rockets and my passion for, you know, propulsion and my, my passion for, for space, I could give it to a hobbyist. Now, if I created a box, you can think of that as your sales page or your website, a box, right? Visualize that. You got a box, you got some writing on the front, a headline, some images, and on the back, you've got what the rocket ship kit includes. If the engineer, if the expert is in charge of the marketing, unless they know about marketing, they'll start talking about all of these complex ideas of, of you know, how gravity works. And I may be really passionate about the rocket fuel. Maybe that's what I specialize in. So I start talking about the chemicals that make up the rocket fuel. And I start talking about all of this complex stuff. And I quickly lose the hobbyist. The hobbyist is not a r rocket expert. All the hobbyist cares about, so the person who wants to buy that rocket kit, is probably how high does it go? How fast does it take? Can one person do it? Do I need any special material? And... You know, and, and what's the feeling that I could get from this thing? And so if I'm the marketer for it, I would start making sure I'm speaking that. I wouldn't care about the engineering. I wouldn't care about the rocket construction, like what it's made of. I wouldn't care about the chemicals and the fuel. I would say it's very quick to assemble. It takes less than three hours to assemble. You don't need any special tools so that anyone can do it. You don't need any extra help. You can do it alone, so you don't need extra help. You can do it solo. I would probably talk about maybe that it passes all the laws, and so it's legal to fly absolutely anywhere. And I'd probably talk about, you know, you can do it with your kids, and, you know, you get the benefit of, of, of connection with the kid. You get, you know, the connection of building something that flies, and you get the, the energy and the excitement from it. And I would speak very simply. I wouldn't talk about any of the science of the rocket. And if I had to, I'd speak in very basic terms. And what I'm getting at is if that engineer went on stage to sell the rocket, he would fail. People would get bored of it. They'd be like, I don't understand what you're saying. But if you had an enthusiastic little eight-year-old who loved rockets go up on stage and hold the box, they'd be bubbling with enthusiasm and just talking about, I launched this rocket, it flew, it was so amazing to do, the connect, like... I love that, that my dad and my mom and were there and we got to do it all together and it was probably one of the most exciting things I did all year. Like, simple. And understand that your clients are like that kid in terms of their understanding of your craft or they wouldn't hire you. And so you don't have to pretend or you don't have to flex or, or show how much you know by trying to make it sound complex and and this and that, keep it simple, it'll connect, it brings us back to the so that, make sure you're explaining the benefits as well as the features, but you're linking the two, and keep it simple, keep it fun, keep it personal. Your coaching and your methods and what you do will 
sell way easier when you keep it simple than getting into the science of it. I never see an exception to that. If the engineer is selling to engineers, that changes a little bit. If the engineer is selling some complex idea to another engineer, he would speak in a very complex language because that's their language. But you got to understand who are you talking to and speak their language. Get to their level. Not that you're better than anyone, but you have more knowledge, understanding, and wisdom in this topic. And so you have to drop that to a level that they can understand. Whereas they may have more of an understanding of, of you know, accounting or of, of whatever their craft is. We all have a specialty in something. And so don't, it's not that you're above them in any way, but you just understand more. And so we're, a lot of cuppers will say you're dumbing the language down. I don't like to use that because it makes the idea of like, oh, we're speaking to people who are stupid. That's not what we're doing. But we are just dumbing the language of your craft down so they can understand. And then in a few months, when you've coached them, when you've worked with them, they'll have a better understanding and you'll probably, the language you'll use with your client will eventually transform and change and grow. And it's going to be so awesome. And it's going to be fun to watch. Okay. Number four, urgency. I probably should have made this number one because most coaches are missing urgency. I think it's fair to say that we all want to change. All of us, we want to change. We want stronger, better bodies. We want to look better. We want to eat healthier. We want a nicer car, a nicer home. We want more money. We all want these things. And your clients want your coaching program. They do. They want to make that change. As you're building your audience, let's say you're in fitness, they all want your program. They're all a part of your group because they want to change. They're all a part of your, they follow you on Instagram because they want to change. Or if you're a mindset coach, relationship coach, whatever that may be, they all want to change. Or even my audience, a lot of coaches, they want to just start grasping this marketing thing. Because they're starting to understand that marketing is the only vehicle. If we can understand the basis of marketing and apply it and create some simple systems, we can turn strangers into clients. And they in, like will intellectually understand that. And now it's my job to create a little bit of urgency. And it's your job to create a little bit of urgency. Because if you don't, your clients will just stay in this cycle forever. And we're all guilty of this. My hand's up. I'll do it later. I'll do it later until the doctor says, well, now, you know, you're going to die. And they're like, well, I better take care of my health now. Now there's urgency, but it's sometimes too late. Or until they lose their house. And they're like, you know what? They've always wanted to get on top of their finances or create more income, but now they didn't. And now they've lost their place and they're to ground zero. Now they have no way out. And now they finally take the plunge. That's human nature. But if we can help our clients make that choice a little bit sooner, I know the doom of coaches who just don't apply this stuff or who don't build a basic funnel or who don't master speaking and communicating and selling and persuasion and influence and they don't pick a niche and they don't dial in their language. I know what happens. Three years goes by and they still aren't working with clients and it breaks my heart. It pisses me off. It's my duty to create urgency. Now you can do this in many ways, but one of them is literally spelling out like this is what can happen if you don't make a change now. I've worked with brand new coaches who were just new to the industry and were, you know, they, they had the courage to just step in and join a program or get some help. And in three months or six months, they're working with clients. Then I've seen other coaches who've been doing it for three years or two years or one year, and they have yet to work with a client and they just haven't fully stepped into it. And it breaks my heart. It doesn't have to be that way. You can be working with clients if you're actually serious about growing your coaching business. So that's one way to do it. Spell out what is the inevitable doom. The inevitable doom is you're doing this for five years. You never make any money. Then you quit. Or it becomes a really expensive hobby. 
or you know you have this gift inside and it's bubbling inside you, but you just haven't fully taken the plunge and that dream dies. Most people walking around, they're all negative. They're all doubters. They're all haters because they let that dream die and they project that not meaning to, but they do it. So you've got to create urgency for your clients. Now, urgency can also be you've got a date where, this, where you know, the doors close for your program. You're only taking two or three people for your one-on-one program. Prices increasing in a few weeks. That's urgency. There's a lot of different ways to add urgency. Picking two or three ways and just going all in on it is really important, but also that emotional urgency I think is, is extremely important, especially if you're creating an evergreen type of offer that the doors aren't always closing. You've got to have that, that here's what's going to happen if you don't. Here's what's on the table if you don't. Here's what you have to lose if you don't. And here's what you have to gain if you just do this right now. I know for coaches in two or three months of working in the coaches university, they'll have a full, you'll never have to study marketing again. You'll fully understand it. You'll be able to apply it. And and you'll make things happen. And so will your clients for your program. But you've got to make that, you've got to make that connection with them. Number five, it's going a little bit over what I wanted to here, but but these are important. Number five is proof. Every time you make a claim, you have to prove it. Now, that is with case studies and testimonials, but here's my simple example I use. I don't know why I always use post-it notes, but it was in my hand when I was explaining this once and it just came to me. If I have a post-it note and I say it's got three times the strength and it's guaranteed to stay on your wall no matter what, on any surface, I could talk about that all I want and try to convince you into believing me, or I could take a post-it note I could put it on the wall. I could hook up a little string and a little five-pound weight, set up a camera, film it for 10 minutes, and then speed it up so 10 minutes is done in 10 seconds with a little timer on it. And in 10 seconds, I can show you, not tell you, and show you the proof, not tell you the proof of how this post-it note is ridiculously awesome. And it'll stick to any surface, and here's the proof, and I exaggerate it with a five-pound weight. That's the basic example. And I could spend... Uh, a lot of words and a lot of energy trying to convince you that there's three times the stickiness and that you really need this post-it note. I could do that. Or I could just show you. Now, that's where case studies, testimonials, um, you know, client results and proof really comes in handy. And if you're just starting out, then the story and the proof and the results of your own life, what were you able to do for yourself? And again, sometimes showing instead of telling And sometimes the two are mixed together because you're telling, but you're working people through the experience, but you can show. In fitness, the obvious example is before and after, but you can also do that in any niche. Where were you before emotionally? How did you feel? What was life like? And now where are you at? Proof. That also goes with statements in your stuff. So if you make an exaggerated, a bold statement, you better back it up by some kind of science, some kind of report. Or a quick snapshot of, you know, maybe a, a result that a client got. So if you talk about, you're going to get two times faster through my program, or two times stronger, two times quicker, two times smarter. If you made a really big, gold, bold claim like that, you've got to back it up. Because if you make too many of those without backing it up, even if it's, it's true, and you know it's true, but you haven't backed it up, doubt is going to start entering people's minds. They're going to be like, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right. And then they're going to leave if you do it too much. So if you say, hey... By take this program, you know, you're going to be two times quicker and you can study and learn and do an exam two times faster. You better have a little bit of a, a quote from someone who got a result or the science to prove that or the study that, you know, 
that proves that. But we've got to have that set in place and you've got to prove everything you're saying. So for a quick recap, you're keeping it personal, number one. Number two, benefits and features. Making sure that you're talking about the benefit as well as the feature. So really you're asking that so what question and you're answering that so what question by putting in there so that. Three times stickier, so that. 12 extra bonus videos, so that. What's in it for them, right? Number three, simplify, simplicity. You don't have to use complex language. You don't have to get crazy with it. Keep it simple, like a five or six-year-old can understand so your clients can comprehend it and grasp it and believe in it and get excited about it. Sometimes I see coaches using really fancy terminology because they think it'll make them seem more, you know, like experts or or people will hire them because they seem so smart, but oftentimes that has the opposite effect. You lose people. Number four, urgency. Inject urgency into your copy. Everyone wants to change. Give them a reason to do it now, not later when it's too late. Number five, proof. Prove everything you say, every claim you make, the more the better. And as you do this longer, you'll get more of it. Like we have so many testimonials, so many case studies, lucasrubis.com if you want to check them out. And we're always adding to it every time, whether it's a snapshot of a text, a DM, a message, uh, a wit inside the Coaches You Facebook group, or a video that's submitted. We will interview when a client sees a big win. I'm just like, yo, let's get on a quick interview. I want to hear about your win, and it'll also help us spread the message. And they're always down for it. So proof. Truly hope that helps. www.lucasrubix.com for anything else. If you've been on the fence about joining the Coaches University, I highly recommend you check out the website, lucasrubix.com. Check out the Coaches U. We've got a few little additions that have come into the program. It is a live coaching program. It's a group coaching program, but it's got individual support. Everything is reviewed, and we did it to be both economical on the pocket. It's a very leveraged program, but it's it's accessible to anyone who actually wants to build a coaching business. And why we did it that way is we're able to offer a stay until you get paid guarantee. We work with you. We review your work. We guide you to the next level, guide you to the next step. Make sure you're always moving forward. We got two live calls every single week. We have a monthly mastermind and tons of support in between. And we work with you until you get paid. And so if you're actually serious about building a coaching business and you're actually serious about working with clients and making an impact and building a lifestyle business and just all of that stuff that I know you want, check out lucasrubix.com. And if you're interested, you can always book a call with the team. And with that said, truly appreciate you. And we'll chat soon. All right, so as always, I just want to finish off the episode with saying thank you for listening. These episodes are 100% free and they're dedicated to helping you build your coaching business because there are clients out there just waiting for you to reach them. They're waiting for you to give them a result. So do not give up on your dream and never give up on your business. Again, these episodes are 100% free. All I ask in return is that you give it a thumbs up, you give it a like, you give it a little bit of love in the comments or the reviews, and you share it with one or two coaches who you know could use help building their coaching businesses. That's it. I'm done. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you on the next episode.